Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 9th of March. Buckingham Palace is yet to make any official comment after the explosive tell-all Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex say the firm offered the royal couple little support as they faced constant lies in the press and Meghan battled serious mental health challenges, revealing it drove her to suicidal thoughts. In a bombshell revelation, Meghan revealed someone in the royal family raised race while she was pregnant with her son, Archie. Also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And this morning, Oprah has revealed more details on CBS in the US on who did not make the controversial comment. He did not share the identity with me, but he wanted to make sure that I knew, and if I had an opportunity to share it, that it was not his grandmother mother, nor his grandfather that were a part of those conversations. That it was not his grandmother and Prince Philip, he said? Yeah, was not his a grandfather. Part. Neither his grand, grand, grandmother nor grandfather were a part of those conversations. He did okay. not tell me who were a part of those conversations. Right. As you can see, I tried to get that answer yeah. Yeah. Uh, on camera and off. During the compelling interview, Prince Harry says whilst his grandmother, the Queen, has always been supportive, his relationships with his brother William and dad, Prince Charles, are strained. There's a lot to work through there. You know, I, I feel really let down because he's been through something similar. He knows what pain feels like. Prince Harry says the royal family cut him off financially and stopped paying for private security just as the COVID-19 pandemic hit. The couple seriously concerned about their safety and that history would repeat itself. There's speculation the explosive interview will cause serious damage to the monarchy, with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson also refusing to weigh in. Perhaps the, the best thing I can say is that I've always had the highest admiration for the Queen and the unifying role that she plays in our country and across the Commonwealth. And as for uh, the rest, all other matters to do with the royal family, uh, I've spent a long time uh, now not uh, commenting on uh, royal family matters, and I don't intend uh, to depart from that today. In other news this morning, a former intern of embattled MP Craig Kelly has come forward alleging inappropriate behaviour by one of his trusted advisers. Anna Hobson is one of three teenagers to share her story, claiming she was touched, kissed and hugged by Frank Zumbo at just 16 years of age. She's told the ABC Mr Zumbo's behaviour was often temperamental and angry. It was strange and uncomfortable and temperamental in so many different ways that like it shouldn't come as a surprise to me or to anyone really that there was an AVA brought against him. In hindsight I'm probably surprised it took as long as it did. The claims form part of a New South Wales police investigation into staff workplace health and safety concerns in Mr Kelly's office with six people now coming forward. Mr Zumbo's lawyer denied all allegations calling reports on Mr Zumbo's conduct uncooperated, untested and one-sided. 
and a stark warning, the US could be on the brink of a fourth deadly wave of COVID as restrictions are eased across the country. It comes as authorities report several weeks of steep decline in COVID cases and lower hospitalisation rates. Here is US President Biden's chief medical advisor, Dr Anthony Fauci. Historically, if you look back at the different surges we've had, when they come down and then start to plateau at a very high level, plateauing at a level of 60 to 70,000 new cases per day is not an acceptable level. That is really very high. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Tuesday morning. Firstly to Queensland and a tragic end to the search for a missing toddler in the state's Western Downs region. Our reporter, Amy Drew, has more. Yeah, such a sad outcome. Police revealed that heartbreaking news early this morning that the body of a two-year-old girl was located in a dam at a rural property near Tara. Police started an extensive search for Little Ruby yesterday afternoon on the family's 1,500-hectare property. After her parents lost sight of her for almost an hour, she was last seen patting the family family dogs. Police say there are no suspicious circumstances surrounding her death and a report will be prepared for the coroner. To New South Wales now and a fourth man is still on the run this morning after a shocking attack on teenage girls was caught on camera over the weekend. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more from Sydney. Yeah, Tash police here in Sydney are hunting for a fourth man in his 20s accused of fleeing the scene of a violent attack on three teenage girls during Mardi Gras celebrations at the weekend. Three men have already been charged with assault over the shocking brawl in a Piermont Park on Saturday. Officers describing the alleged attack as inexcusable and unacceptable. Acting Superintendent Paul Dunstan says investigators have watched the disturbing footage which was posted on social media. For a 28, 25-year-old man to strike a 15, 16-year-old woman, it's, it's not on. It's inexcusable. Uh, they had ample opportunity to turn around and walk away. They chose not to. They set about in a, what it can only be described as a violent attack, punching young women in the face. It's not acceptable. To Victoria now and details of a state memorial service for Australian music icon Michael Gudinski have been revealed. Our reporter James Lake has more from Melbourne. Thank you, Tash. Yes, that is Rod Laver Arena at Melbourne Park, the venue everyone knows for hosting the Australian Open, as well as every big artist when they come to Melbourne. Family, friends and colleagues have been invited to attend the memorial on Wednesday, March the 24th as well as members of the public who can register to attend online. The date has been set far enough away for guests to get into Melbourne and complete mandatory quarantine if required, with even Ed Sheeran among those who are believed to be invited. The Andrews government says the service will honour the significant contribution to the Australian music industry, as well as the state of Victoria made by Michael Gadinsky. For the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large from CanStar. Effie, good morning. Pensioners set to get a boost to their income. It's not that much, so let's not get too excited. But look, first up, um, they should uh, pensioners should have received that 250 That should have landed in their bank accounts either last week or, if you haven't got it, this week. Now, this 250 is that second instalment of that 500 stimulus that was announced last year. Um, and you don't have to do anything to get that if you haven't got it. Just uh, make sure 
sure that you had a concession card or you had an eligible payment on the 26th of February. Now, the other little boost that's going to come in two weeks, and this is thanks to indexing, is an increase in actual the pension payment. It's going to go up by $8.40 per fortnight, Tash, to $952.70 if you're single and up $12.60 if you're part of a couple. So we'll take it to $1,436.20 per fortnight. Now, pension payments are reviewed each year, uh, twice a year actually, just before March and September, and that's to the indexing rule to keep up with inflation. We didn't see an increase in last September because we actually had deflation. Is this enough? Well, of course, I hate to say no, it's not. I mean, when you look at some recent figures that come out with ASFA, they're saying that you need $62,562 as a couple for a comfortable retirement. And if you're relying on those pensions, those numbers I just gave you, that's a shortfall of around 25000 if you're a couple. Look, if you are in a situation where money is tight, I do urge you to contact Services Australia. They do have a section called Financial Services Information. There's an officer there that you can actually discuss ways to help you boost your pension and what payments you may be eligible to further claim. And Effie, the real estate market we know is super hot, especially in Sydney at the moment. Many properties going well above reserve. Auction clearance rates are around 80%, but regional suburbs are continuing to do very well. What are the top regional suburbs to buy into at the moment? They sure are, Tash. So the, mon- uh, the Monday figures that came out through CoreLogic, clearance rate lifted over 84% across the country. So this this is just crazy. That was 81% last uh, compared to 81% last week. And the regional suburbs are also doing well. When you look at some of those clearance rates, Central Coast, 92.9% in Sydney. When you look at Mornington Peninsula, over 90%. You look at Geelong, um, that's 93%. And you're right, the regional suburbs are seeing uh, greater price growth because you can still buy these properties at a substantial discount when you compare to what's happening with prices in capital cities. So looking at hotspotting data and what their picks would be. So they pick uh, hotspots based on affordability, the infrastructure, the local economy, and they've picked suburbs like Mackay, Gympie, the Hunter Valley, the Central Coast, Goulburn, which is kind of the gateway between, I guess, um, Canberra and Sydney. There's a lot of people working in Goulburn, but sorry, working in Canberra and, and uh, choosing to live in Goulburn. You've got the Morning uh, Peninsula. You've got Whittlesea over in um, uh, Victoria, Victor Harbour in, in South Australia there, uh, Rockingham and Darwin. So these are all picks, like I said, based on uh, the economy, the, the job factors and affordability. I think the key thing is, uh, speaking to a lot of real estate agents, is don't overpay. What they're seeing is a rush on people looking at regional properties and jumping in, some without actually even seeing these properties in person. So do get a valuation. Try not to overpay. Look at economic growth. Look at opportunities. And uh, if you must, engage a buyer's agent if you can't have a look at the property. Don't go sight unseen. Um, It does seem to be a case where first-home buyers are feeling the pressure, Fear of missing out is alive and well. So do buy well. And remember that rates will turn. They may not turn now, but rates will turn and you've got to be able to afford what you're buying. Yeah, and such a low amount of stock on the market at the moment, which is also affecting prices. Effie, great advice and tips as always. Thank you. Thank you. Time for sports.
Sport now with Liam Flanagan from the Scorecard podcast. Liam, this is such a great story. A former team ball boy scores a winner in A-League top-of-the-table clash between the Mariners and MacArthur FC. Yeah, good morning, Tash. It really is once-upon-a-time stuff for the Central Coast Mariners at the moment. This is a team, let's not forget, that's finished dead last four of the last five seasons. They're currently seven points clear at the top of the A-League ladder. Eight wins from 11 games. But last night in the game against MacArthur FC, there was even more magic. 20-year-old midfielder Matt Hatch. Remember that name. He's a Central Coast local, one-time ball boy for the club. He came on in the second half for his A-League debut. And after just 25 seconds, he scored with his first touch in the game. Sealed the 2-0 win for the home side. Fastest debut goal in the history of the A-League. Uh, Matt Hatch, he will be waking up this morning wondering if that was all a dream last night. Oh, how good is that? Mm, fantastic for the young man. Oh, and young gun Cam Rainer is likely to miss the 2021 mm. season with injury. Yeah, not great news for another young gun of a different code. Uh, the short AFL men's pre-season competition wrapped up last night. The Brisbane Lions defeating the Gold Coast Suns by 28 points. But as you say, it may have cost him Cam Rainer for the season. Midway through the second quarter, he was left clutching his knee, landed awkwardly on Metricon Stadium. And while he'll go for scans today for official confirmation, Lions coach Chris Fagan confirmed after the match that the club physios do believe he has sustained an ACL injury that would require surgery and rule him out for the entire season, which is a massive blow. He was set for a big year, 21-year-old former number one draft pick. Lions are still premiership contenders, though, Tash, but they look like they'll be doing it without Cam Rayner. We wish him a speedy recovery. Also making news today in the sporting world, Liam, Australia's Ben Simmons has been ruled out of the NBA All-Stars game after a barber tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, there were no signs of our boy Ben Simmons yesterday, Tash, the game taking place in Atlanta in the US. There was also no signs of his Philadelphia 76ers teammate, Joel Embiid. Now, both players who were selected for the game obviously wanted to look sharp for the appearance, so they went and got their hair cut in Philadelphia. They hopped on a plane, travelled to Atlanta, and then they were promptly pulled last minute after the barber who cut their hair tested positive for COVID-19, as you say. There are no reports of either player testing positive, but obviously having been exposed to someone who did means they'll be undergoing the necessary testing and isolation period uh, before they're allowed to return to action. But even without Ben Simmons, the team led by LeBron James defeated Kevin Durant's team yesterday 170 to 150 with Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo named MVP of the game after scoring 35 points. Didn't miss a shot, Tash. Now, I was going to get you to say that name, Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I thought I'd do you a favour. Sorry, Liam, you're breaking up there. I think I'll leave the names to you. That's okay, isn't it? No, 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 Natasha. I want you to attempt it just once. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right. Thanks so much. That's the latest in sport, Liam. (laughs) Have a great day. (laughs) Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now. For this Tuesday morning, Brisbane, possible shower or 231 degrees, 28 and possible showers on the way today for Sydney. Possible showers also expected for Melbourne, just a top of 20 degrees today. Canberra, mostly sunny, 28, partly cloudy and a cool 19 on the way today for Hobart. Mostly sunny and 26 for Adelaide. Humid and mostly sunny for Perth. Gosh, warm day on the way today for Perth, 35 and a shower or two with a possible storm and 32 for Darwin. 
And a shake-up in breakfast television with Samantha Armitage announcing she is quitting Sunrise. The journalist and presenter will leave the show later this week after eight years, saying it is time to take a break. The time has come for the sun to set on my time at Sunrise. I've always been very brave and fearless in my life and my career, and this decision is no different. As many of you know, the last six months of my personal life have been very bittersweet. Some bits have been very happy and some bits have been very, very sad. And I want to step out of this public world for a while and take some time and calm things down. And we wish Sam all the very best. Newsreader Natalie Barr is the favourite tipped to take over. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.